0: Hi, I'm Hannah Bailey. Yay!
1: I'm Jeffrey Adjamiyan. I'm Sonia Malik.
0: <laughs> welcome, welcome to Yeah! A show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age.
2: This is our book club and you're invited. Yeah!
0: yeah! Hannah's back. I was going to say, welcome
2: back to me. Hannah's back.
0: Hannah's back. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, It's great to be back. I am. I'm very happy to be in your ears again. It's lovely, Um, and I am super excited to be starting with this book because I adored this book. And we're going to talk all about it. So uh, this week we're reading "I Wish You All the Best" by Mason Deaver. and uh, this book is about Ben, who is a senior in high school and they are non-binary. and so the book starts with them deciding to come out to their parents. And that goes very badly. Um, and they end up uh, sort of going to live with uh, their sister Hannah, who they haven't spoken to in 10 years since she left home at the end of high school. Uh, and so the book is about um, Ben navigating, coming out, navigating the relationship with Hannah. Um, navigating making friends at a new school, starting to deal with their anxiety, um, dis- not discovering art, but kind of getting even more into and discovering how much they love painting and and all sorts of things. And it's a really beautiful, lovely book. And Falling in Love. We're going to talk about that because it's extremely charming. Uh, Can't forget the love. No, it, it's it's extremely important Yeah, so that is, that is I wish you all the best Do we want to start with just like general impressions What were your thoughts?
1: I saw the cover And I know we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover But this cover was so beautiful mm-hmm. I was like, I need to pick this up Like way before we even chose it For the podcast mm-hmm. And honestly, oh my god, it was so beautiful Like Now the words I wish you all the best Have like so much meaning for me because that's the way they say like i love you almost and yeah no honestly this book touched on so many important topics like i wish that like i could reread it over and over again have i, I got news will. for you <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute i can it's the thing that's loud it's loud but yeah i loved it what about you guys
2: mm-hmm. um i thought it was great yeah i i really appreciated i mean obviously this is the last uh book in our pride series that has been Mm -hmm. for for the month of august um and this is we're touching on the q in the lgbtq so we you know decided to find the queerest book we could (laughs) and i really really appreciated reading a book about a non-binary character written by a non-binary author it was really cool for me like having kind of come out as non-binary pretty recently and still really figuring Mm -hmm. out what that means for me uh it was neat to read it and um I loved how just how queer it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I really appreciated there being a uh, bisexual love interest and not just a bisexual love interest, but a a male bisexual um, love interest, a black male bisexual Mm -hmm. love interest. We don't see that that much. That was really Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, I feel like there was no kind of taking the easy way out with this book. It was mm-hmm. really dedicated. Mason Deaver was really dedicated to having all the nuances of life and of queer life. And I really, really appreciated that,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I adored this book. Uh, I thought it was so well done. And it also just i was I was mentioning earlier right before I started recording. I just like identified with Ben so strongly, um and in like many, many ways. But Ben is very much like, me in high school, um, like I did not know, like I didn't was not conscious of being closeted in high school, but I was like a anxious closeted kid who like dealt with that by just like painting as many hours in the day as possible, um, and so I just like very and my anxiety shows up very similar to Ben's, so I just this just brought me like right back to high school but like in like sort of like a sweetly nostalgic way even though it like brought me back to like some like not great times but also like I know the art aspect of it was really I loved because it just like brought me right back to like that being my safe place as well and like I thought that that was really like I liked that aspect of it so do we want to start by talking about Ben yeah and like the portrayal of the non-binary protagonist and well what are our thoughts I loved that Ben was so clear in their
2: identity from the get go. I think mm-hmm. often it was it was kind of like maybe a little surprising even for me mm-hmm. to have a teenager who was so sure about their identity as non-binary mm-hmm. already. And I think that's really a testimony to um, the internet, the community, yeah. and the education of the internet. And you can't really discount Mariam uh, mm-hmm. as Ben's best friend and kind of mentor. Um, I loved seeing Ben. There was never a question. It was never, am I or, or aren't I? Like, do mm-hmm. I have to come out? Like, maybe, maybe I'm not really, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm yeah. that, like kind of, it wasn't really a coming out narrative uh in that respect mm-hmm. like ben was very confident in their identity ben had already gone through all the questioning mm-hmm. and although maybe i'm just gay maybe i'm just femme whatever 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 i did really appreciate that i the one thing this is a small thing that i was slightly disappointed in was i wanted more fashion because mm. we got a lot of ben's longing for fashion and longing for certain garments i really loved the kind of um it was like cardigans Ben really liked flowy cardigans Mm -hmm. and I don't think Ben ever got a flowy cardigan and I really wanted Ben to get a flowy cardigan but I also understand that as a process right yeah step by step
0: yeah Um, I want a vignette like six months after this book ended of like (laughs) Ben in in their new place and like just like rocking themselves
2: Mesa deaver has unfortunately said they have no plans of writing anymore about Ben. In their in their uh opinion, Ben's story is finished for
0: them. Listen, I don't need a full sequel. I just need like a <laughs> short story. <laughs> you need a fanfic.
1: <laughs> I just need
0: I just need some really good fanfic.
1: Can you please yeah. write it?
0: <laughs> please, please do. I feel like I feel like. Deeper would be very into that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I will just write a like fifteen hundred word fluff of Ben and Nathan being adorable. Oh my god, yeah. Ben wearing really good clothes. You could
1: even paint it. (gasps) True. (laughs) I loved Nathan. Oh Oh, like (laughs) he just embodied sunlight, I think just like this bright presence in ben's life and Mm -hmm. i think that ben really needed that i was really like happy to see nathan was like emotionally supportive throughout Mm -hmm. the novel i was glad there wasn't any scene where we see nathan being like the bad guy or like you know Mm -hmm. saying something hurtful to ben i was happy to see that you know ben got to experience that it's like it's only fair you know Mm -hmm. but yeah Watching them fall in love was just so beautiful. I
2: love it when a protagonist gets a super dreamy love interest. Mm -hmm. I love it when a YA author just gives their protagonist an uncomplicated, absolutely lovely, significant other. That Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite things. There's just no catch. It's just a good person who's just going to be good to them. I love that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important in this book, too, because part of the story with Ben and Nathan also is just like, in in addition to the coming out stuff, and I think this is partially stuff around identity and this, I think this is partially Ben's anxiety. I don't know, like, Ben doesn't really see themselves as being lovable or likable. Like, Miriam loves Ben, but that's the exception, not the rule. Um, And so I I love how Nathan just, like, refuses to let Ben keep believing that. Um, I think it's, like, really, really just gorgeous.
2: I related so hard to every time... Ben and Nathan snuggle, hold hands. Nathan says a lot of really, really sweet stuff to Ben. And Ben goes home being like, wow, Nathan is a really good friend. I know. <laughs> I know he's never <laughs> going to be interested in me. That is just my entire romantic history for my entire life.
1: That's so funny.
2: Um, and I just, I related so hard to that. This is, I related so hard to that.
0: Yeah, I do I do deeply love the trope of like character thinks they have a hopeless crush and is like they'll never like me back whereas it is deeply, deeply obvious. But like that is their it crush a trope is extremely in love with Because them.
2: it's also my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean it can be your life and a trope. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so shall we talk more about Nathan and the romance and why we love it, or have we exhausted this? can never exhaust it's just i just it's just so sweet yeah. and good It's
2: so pure yeah mm-hmm. yeah nathan goes out of his way to like put together these amazing dates and mm-hmm. like yeah. really just like like give ben their space when they need their space mm-hmm. i liked that we saw Ben really being kind of a jerk to Nathan. Yeah. And Ben having to be called out on that. Mm-hmm. Because that's one really significant thing that can happen mm-hmm. for someone with low self esteem. Yeah. Is you're so sure I mean I've done it for sure, you're so sure that somebody doesn't want to spend time with you mm-hmm. that you push them away really actively. You kind of have that yeah. that self sabotage. Mm-hmm. And that self sabotage can lead to you really being unkind to people mm-hmm. who are being kind to you. Yeah. And I, I really appreciated Ben's brother-in-law calling them out on it and, yeah. and saying, Nathan's a really nice kid and I don't understand why you're treating him like this. Like mm-hmm. all He really just wants to be your friend. Like, mm-hmm. um, And I just, I appreciated having that both depicted and called out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, um. And I love Ben kind of discovering their
1: love through painting a portrait mm-hmm. yeah it's like who do you want to paint hmm at first I was a bit worried because I was like oh no is this gonna be one of those like things where Nathan's a muse and then mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I don't know I could I feel like it could get complicated oh yeah but mm-hmm. I was really really happy to see that nope this is just someone that Ben is falling in love with and You know, that's how they come to realize that. I really love to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, speaking of, the part where um, Ben comes out to Nathan. Mm -hmm. I did not expect Nathan to start crying. But when he did, I was like, oof, okay, I think I I needed to see that. Mm -hmm. Like, that genuine, you know, apology for misgendering Ben the entire time. Yeah. Yeah it was it was nice to see how seriously nathan took it yes mm-hmm. he wasn't dismissive about it It wasn't like you know half-assing like oh i'm so sorry but yeah i didn't know
2: and i love that he acknowledged it and also was like i'm gonna slip up but every time i slip up i want you to tell me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want you to point it out because i want to get to the point where i'm not slipping up yeah
1: and that it's yeah. not okay yeah to do that yeah mm-hmm. yeah Because like I think often people
2: can be like Oh my god cut me a break it's really hard to get used to Especially with non-binary
1: Pronouns especially
2: as though Like that's some kind of magical level Of hardness as though like the Human brain cannot (laughs) cannot Handle more than two sets of Pronouns (laughs) like How can there be more than Two kinds of something
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's only two kinds of everything That exists in the world It's just
2: like if you can get used to somebody like Going by a new nickname, you mm-hmm. can get used to using the correct pronoun. Mm-hmm. Yes, this has been a
0: PSA. Yeah, no, I like how multiple people in Ben's life say that to them, and yeah. I really yeah appreciate that. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that that whole the yeah the coming out to Nathan is just like it's so <sighs> sweet and lovely.
2: I just want to put in one more point mm-hmm. about Nathan. I think it was very considerate of Deaver to make Nathan bisexual. <laughs> I think that was really considerate of the Nathan fans out there.
0: Mm, oh, see, I I understand. <laughs> <I'm> trying to <laughs> okay, see yeah. you, I'm like, I mean like <laughs> male bisexual representation, very important. Yes. <laughs> no. Tefford just wants to have license to have a crush on Nathan. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I wasn't aware you needed a license. <laughs>
0: Please. Where do I get the
2: license to crash?
0: <laughs> okay, that's absolutely what you were getting at, though. Well, yeah. That was my point,
2: yes. Okay, so you were saying...
0: I was going to move on from talking about how Nathan um, handles Ben's coming out, to we wanted to talk about allyship in this book, and specifically talk about Hannah. And... Um, was one of the things that I really like about Hannah. I think Hannah and Ben's relationship is just, like, so complex and interesting and good.
2: Ben's older sister is named Hannah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just to clear up any possible confusion there.
0: Yes. Um. But I think that their relationship is a really interesting exploration of, like, people who are well-meaning but get it wrong a lot of the time and how, like, frustrating and, like, difficult and conflicting that can be for the person that they're trying to be an ally to because um, i thought that that was portrayed really well like the tension that ben has between like i know she's trying and also she's falling short in all of these ways and it's really frustrating
2: yeah i sometimes wanted ben to cut hannah more of a break mm. which was interesting yeah. honestly because i'm not usually somebody who wants to cut people a break i, mm-hmm. I usually have really <laughs> exacting standards of people mm-hmm. um but I found, like, I found myself sometimes just being, like, okay, Ben. Like, totally understanding that this is where teenagers come from. Mm-hmm. But also being, like, but she was, you know, 17, 18 when she moved out. Mm. But, you know, she is also going through a lot suddenly supporting a teenager mm-hmm. in her house. And she is trying. And, and yeah. she, she, you know, she really... Is trying very hard, and Ben is often kind of rejecting what she's offering, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Ben rejects going shopping with her several times for more Mm -hmm. clothes, and then is, like, feeling miserable about the clothes they have. And, like rejects a lot of the help Hannah offers and then is kind of like nobody is helping me and I think Mm -hmm. that really ties into what we were talking about before about the self-sabotage aspect Mm -hmm. of of having really low self-esteem and having anxiety and again Mm -hmm. this is something I really appreciated about this book is that it was pretty unflinching about showing the ways that anxiety can make you be a real jerk to the people around you and really like not appreciative Mm -hmm. um I mean, at the same time, we do see Hannah genuinely mess up a few times. We see Hannah being a lot more invasive in the therapy process than she should be. We see Mm -hmm. her really kind of pushing for more information than she needs. Mm -hmm. We see her overstepping with Ben's relationship with their parents. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I did appreciate the kind of nuance that was built into that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I like about their relationship so much is they do both, like, mess up in so many ways, and I think it's really clear on both sides, and it's clear also that they, like, they're both working towards being able to love each other better.
1: Um, I think that one of my favorite parts about this entire book was, like, Ben's relationship with their parents.
2: Hmm.
1: I hated the parents (laughs) so much and i was so happy that at the end like they're just they just go on their separate ways. Yeah. I mean, i think that, you know, parents especially at the beginning of the book you see how ben is convincing themselves like okay, these are my parents. They love me. I mean, they need to they, they they'll mm-hmm. accept me, right? They they know me. And then everything just like shit hits the fan and it's just so heartbreaking mm-hmm. to read that part because ben cannot believe that i think that um it's written that a part of them thought that that would have happened but like they didn't think too much about that and you know i think that parents i always say this i think parents are people first Mm -hmm. and people can be trash so if you're seeing that you know here are two people that sure raised me but they don't want to accept this part this who Mm -hmm. i am like I don't see any point in like trying to be honest so I was you know like in the few scenes when we would see like Ben's parents trying to like amend uh whatever uh, make amends I don't know I was kind of like angry I was like can they just leave <laughs> like, like go away you're making it worse and I was really happy to see that you know in this book it wasn't like a happily ever after I mean I feel like they don't deserve Ben Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. One detail in that scene
2: I appreciated in terms of kind of justifying the boundary mm-hmm. that Ben sets. Not that you have to justify your boundaries, mm-hmm. but but from a writer's perspective, mm-hmm. justifying this, is that throughout that scene when they're talking about how hard they've tried and how they've done research on the internet, Ben's father misgenders them yeah. through the entire yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Not just with pronouns, I- in every way. Mm-hmm. But and, yeah, like
0: calling Ben son. And, yeah.
2: And, yeah. and I would believe that Ben's mother was trying Mm -hmm. and Ben's mother was was doing the thing that I think parents often are tempted to do where they want to back up their child but they don't want to lose their spouse Mm -hmm. and I mean when it comes down to it as a parent unfortunately sometimes you got to choose your kid over your spouse Mm -hmm. and that's just like in my opinion as a parent that is a contract you sign when you have a child mm. you, mm-hmm. you if you have a child your child has to come first there's mm-hmm. no way um to be a good parent if you don't kind of always have it in your head as when push comes to shove this is what it comes down to yeah so i i really also really liked that i mm. liked also how it was always kind of alluded to that Ben and Hannah's father had always been abusive. Yeah. Yeah. But it never got into kind of triggery, gory details of the abuse. It was just mm-hmm. very delicately handled. Very clear mm-hmm. that Hannah and Ben's father has always been abusive. Yeah. Also, I appreciated that it was not physical abuse. Mm-hmm. At least not with Hannah. Um, they do, like, Deaver does say dad never mm-hmm. hit Hannah
1: no I thought he slaps her
2: um I don't think Ben was aware but I, oh, I'm okay. pretty sure is this a detail I missed I think okay. so
0: so I think that Ben okay. says that their dad never and hit Hannah. Hannah. and that. then yeah. like I think that that's just Ben's narrative okay but then like near the end when Ben and Hannah are having the conversation about why Hannah left um their dad did hit her. Okay. And that was like one of the precipitating. Right. But um, like for the first time. In, it was the first right? time. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like you get the impression that it was like, okay, it has escalated to he's hitting me. The I am first time is never the here. last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was kind of like yeah. you get the impression that that's sort of what it was like. Okay. He had been abusing her emotionally, verbally, verbally yeah. throughout her childhood. And then yeah. he hits her. Mm hmm. And then she's like, I have an out, I'm taking it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Okay, thank you for clarifying mm-hmm. that point. I think I missed that point. But Ben, ben doesn't um, know
0: about that until much yeah. later when Hannah tells Ben.
2: Unimportant. I mean, that, mm-hmm. now I love it even more. Because, mm-hmm. A, how awesome that Hannah was resilient enough to see yeah. that. And yeah. to say, this is not going to end. This mm-hmm. is not a one-time thing. If he started hitting me, he's going to keep hitting me. Yeah. Which is absolutely true yeah it's never just once we talked about this a lot mm-hmm. in the episode on um yeah uh dreamland mm-hmm. um but also really pushes home the fact that um if you have an abusive parent partner who does not hit you mm-hmm. it's not that they haven't hit you it's that they haven't hit you yet yeah
1: <laughs> um yeah
0: yeah um on on Hannah and and their parents one of the things that i also really like is that the book the book does work to correct Ben's assumption that it was their teenage sister's job to take care of them um and i think that it deals with that really sensitively this really difficult sticky thing of when two kids are being abused by their parents especially if one is a lot older and one gets out it's like It can't be on that kid to, like, protect... Like, Hannah did the right thing by taking care of herself. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And even though though it's, like, so hard to say that because it left Ben vulnerable, like, Hannah had an opportunity to get herself out of a terrible situation and she was 17 and she took it and that does not make her a bad person. Um, And I think that the book does a good job of kind of... Both, like, acknowledging that Ben would feel like that was a huge betrayal, but also, like, acknowledging that, like, no, she was a child and she got herself safe. And um, I also, mm-hmm.
2: just kind of on this note of talking about abusive households, um, appreciated... There was also an illusion. Everything is just so delicately done and mm-hmm. so subtly done in this book. And and I think, honestly, it's one of the best written books about um, domestic abuse that I have ever mm-hmm. read, mm-hmm. even though it's not the major concern of the book. Um, there's an allusion to it being a very religious household. Yes. Uh, so much so that for a little while I was wondering, like, how fundamentalist we were going to find out it was, mm-hmm. you know. And um, – I think there's like a nod to the fact that often in religious fundamentalist houses daughters are abused much more than Mm. children who are perceived as sons and then as soon as um, Ben takes himself out of that category and says I'm not actually in this kind of protected category it gets much worse and that's Mm. uh, such an important point I think often we don't see a testament to the fact that in families, sometimes one child can get abused worse than the other child, and that's often yeah. the case. Um Yeah. And it's it's as unhealthy for each child. It is equally mm-hmm. unhealthy for both children. Yeah. Um But I just I, uh, it's, mm-hmm. the detail and the nuance and the attention is so good, mm-hmm. in this book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one. Uh, we're we're getting close to wrapping up here. But one that's one point that I. That I think is so brilliant about this book, I was I was looking at it on Goodreads and I was reading Goodreads Re- Re- reviews, and there was a review that was like, I think that this book tried to do too many things, and I want to strongly say that that reviewer is incorrect, because <laughs> um, I think one of the things that's beautiful and so well done about this book is that it it does touch on all these really difficult and heavy topics. Um, but I think it does it in a very, like, integrative way and a very not heavy-handed way. Um, and it's also, like, I think the other thing I like about it is, like, yes, this book deals with a lot of topics. And you could take the, like, stance of, like, this author shouldn't have tried to deal with so many things in one book. But, like, I think it just highlights that, like, there are kids who are dealing with all of these things mm-hmm. and more. Um, <laughs> And, like, so I think it's really important that this book, like, does yeah, it's, like, yes, like, Ben is dealing with, like, a very intense anxiety disorder and abusive parents and um, coming out, and these are all things that they're dealing with.
2: I mean, and Ben is dealing with an anxiety disorder and abusive parents. Yes. <laughs> that happens. Yes. Yeah. Like... Especially when you throw it mm-hmm. in the mix. Like, yeah, 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 exactly the point you made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ben is probably also dealing with PTSD. Yep.
0: Yeah, you you get hints of that with mm-hmm. the panic attacks and, yeah. And yeah. just
1: like convincing themselves that it'll happen again and again.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: even with whoever they come out with. Yeah. Exactly. There's
0: that with the coming out like they're so afraid and to come yeah. out with anyone. And what else I really like. Of.
1: Yeah, and I loved reading how. They would even rationalize it and be like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. But I can't ignore the little voice in my head that's saying it will. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. something. So for me, I don't have anxiety and I don't suffer with the disorder. So for me, when I would read that in Mm -hmm. my mind, I'm like, I don't understand that type of thinking Mm -hmm. just because I've never experienced it. But I guess that's what Ben Is feeling Like Hannah. That's exactly. Hannah. That, <laughs> Hannah and
2: I are both just sitting there Like what never
1: like you don't ever so, What what I mean like yeah I, I, I know I'm like literally like I don't know and So for me I would be like reading it And I wouldn't understand <laughs> Like why can't you Ignore that little voice in your head but I guess That's just me being a privileged like Because uh, if you
2: ignore it you die <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly it that's well, how It comes across right and yeah. I finally understood and it clicked in my head and i was like Mm -hmm. this must be so difficult
0: yeah well i'm laughing because it's so interesting because reading that i was like yeah, that is Me. exactly how <laughs> oh, I, my brain works. It's yes, <laughs> like <laughs> I know that this thing is incorrect and probably not gonna happen, but also like it's definitely gonna happen. and <laughs> I need to be
1: very scared. Oh, no. And <laughs> oh, no. I'm just I'm
2: just sitting here like, what is it like to not understand this?
1: Okay, and my brain is just elevator music. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: that's amazing. Right. I want some of that. Yeah. Hannah and I are just like two little chihuahuas here, like
0: <gasps> <laughs> you're like a cat. No. But, like and like anxiety can be different for different people but like Ben's anxiety is very much like I think we have similar anxiety and Ben's anxiety is very much like the anxiety even like there's a scene where they like are going to a party or an event or something and they like double check on their phone to make sure they have the right location Mm -hmm. even though like they already know it's like how many times have I done that?
2: I do that returning to places I have been to several times. Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. has yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> probably never done that. No, 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 I do that. <laughs> okay. I don't, but not
1: out of anxiety, just because, like, I'm so bad at directions. Fair. <laughs> Whole other thing, though. But, but yes, yeah, yeah. so the depiction of anxiety Yeah, I, I really appreciated that about this book. Mm-hmm. I think that for someone who doesn't have any experience with, like, mm-hmm. anything Ben is going through, to be honest – um, I felt like I felt like a listener Kind of mm-hmm. They were like looking into their life And uh, I feel like this book made me a bit more like empath- How do you say it? Empathetic? Oh my god Empathic? I always get empathic Is it empathetic empathic or empathetic? Myself. I think it's empathetic, empathetic. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I trust you. y'all You're You're I welcome. But yeah I feel like this book Did a great <laughs> job of depicting that And you know making me feel like even though I don't experience these things I want I want to understand you know and mm. I love that yeah I really like having that perspective mm-hmm. like mm. yeah like for you you said you know for you and Ben there were oh, so yeah, many I similarities like, <laughs> I didn't have any similarities with Ben maybe just like picking out pink mm-hmm. as your go-to nail polish color <laughs> that yes but yeah um mm. Still, I felt very connected to this book. Mm-hmm. I think that's a testament to how powerfully written it is. Yeah, yeah that's that's really cool. Yeah,
0: uh, I also just love the
2: adults. I love the range of mm-hmm. adults. I mm-hmm. love the yeah. the different kinds of adults. Yeah.
0: I love Mrs. Liu so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, she just like has flashes, but I love her. Yeah, um, that's actually who I was thinking of when yeah. I brought that up. But her, but also
2: Hannah's husband, Thomas. Yeah, I love Ooh, him. Thomas is great. Yeah. Um, and just the, the little adults woven in. I like that Ben feels more comfortable with Thomas right away mm-hmm. because yeah. there's less loaded there. Mm-hmm. Ben is so nervous with Hannah.
1: Um, yeah.
2: I also appreciated the Ben and Hannah relationship. Like, from a much less extreme perspective, mm-hmm. I have a sister who just because she's 11 years older than me, moved out at 17.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Didn't cut off contact, like I still saw her, but she was in Montreal, I was in Boston. Mm -hmm. We didn't see each other often, we saw each other a year, you know, once a year, Mm -hmm. two times a year. And then I moved to Montreal when I was 18, and we were suddenly Mm -hmm. seeing each other all the time. I lived with her for a little Mm -hmm. while, Um, Mm -hmm. and she just moved to Newfoundland, and I'm... Devastated because, like, over the last decade, we've actually built this really mm-hmm. warm relationship and had our raised our kids together, and you know. Yeah. Um, but that was so familiar for me, seeing that kind of. I mm. want to impress you, but I also have some resentment, and we mm. also have different stories about our parents, and like. Mm just kind of that process of like putting the narrative of your childhood together which mm-hmm. I don't see that often and just having five siblings there's been so much of that in my yeah. family especially after my father died and mm-hmm. it's it was just really 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 neat to see that depicted that mm-hmm. felt very like personal and real
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah I also really like Nathan's parents yeah mm-hmm. I always get nervous when I'm reading YA and like mm-hmm the main character is about to meet like their significant others like parents i don't know Mm -hmm. why because i'm always like parents Mm -hmm. but i really liked that they were really really nice and not like a huge presence i don't know why i kept feeling because like every time um ben would be over at nathan's house nathan would be like do you want to meet my parents and Mm -hmm. ben would be like no no so i I, for some reason thought something big was going to happen Mm. with that like they were going to be assholes or something but i was very very happy to see that yes nice adults no meanies because ben's parents were just enough oh my god
0: yeah yeah i love how lovely and chill nathan's parents are Mm -hmm. yeah i also just love picturing that like for at least half of the book every single adult nathan's parents hannah and thomas mrs Liu, all know exactly how in love Ben is with Nathan, <laughs> and they're just like, oh my goodness, these kids need to figure their shit out. Right? Yes. <laughs> I just enjoy picturing that going on in the background.
1: I feel like Nathan is a Leo. <gasps> mm. You're yeah, right. Yes. Also, what do you think is Ben's sign? I felt like Scorpio for some reason. I I think Ben is a water sign. Yeah. yeah. I felt like it was Scorpio just because of the whole like. Yeah, mystery, quiet. I'm not gonna cynical. give anybody anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I could see Scorpio. Yeah,
1: Cancer.
0: I don't know enough about this. It's okay. This is just yeah. have <laughs> an opinion. A bit
2: cynical. I'm so does. annoying. Every
0: time I read a book, <laughs> no, no, like, I love oh, it. It's <laughs> really fun. I, love I could, it. I could try and assign them hor- 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 <laughs> Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts okay, go for that. Oh, um, I mean, like, I'm gonna say Nathan is a Hufflepuff.
1: Yes. You just
2: always say anybody. Who I you, do. Who I do. With, no, so. I was going to say Gryffindor, but he's too, like, he's soft really and nice. cozy to be a Gryffindor. Oh, Nathan. 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 Yeah. Uh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Ben for some no, reason. No, no, I don't I, think Ben's I, enough I enough really enough. see Nathan as a Gryffindor. I think. Nathan sits on a roof to chill out. Yeah,
0: I see, I see Nathan as both, like, but he's also just, like, so, like like cuddly and loyal and lovely wow okay I see what you think about Gryffindors <laughs> I'm not saying that Gryffindors
2: <sighs> why'd come back to this um, didn't city? you miss me
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> alright fine I can um, accept Nathan as a Hufflepuff I think no. I not...
0: think that he's like on the line like yeah. I think that he has both Gryffindor and Hufflepuff mm-hmm. tendencies like I don't deny that he has Gryffindor tendencies but would... I think he also has Hufflepuff tendencies
2: like I feel like he would be good at Quidditch Hufflepuff Puffs also has, has a, a team. team.
0: Do they though? Um, After
2: Cedric Diggory died, like, do they still that's
0: have? Why they need Nathan Allen.
1: <laughs> oh, Cedric, why did he die? I'm still not over that. Moment of silence for Cedric. Yes, please. Uh, I'm still curious now. What are your houses? I'm a Hufflepuff, clearly. I- I'm Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, that's why we just had this fight. Okay, please and you? tell me what do you think Slytherin okay that's accurate 100% I always get Slytherin
2: on the test and I'm
1: like no I need Hufflepuff but yeah
2: you are so so ready to cut a bitch
1: oh my god you're ready (laughs) I can't like I have
2: never met anybody more ready
1: my god i've that's never amazing. been told that uh, <laughs> i love it thank you i'm
2: glad you do oh. oh that's great i mean i think you're like a nice slytherin yeah I mean, you're not like a death eater slytherin
0: no i mean tom's also a slytherin
2: tom well, yeah but like are we no. calling tom-
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i love it. you him. said that not me i love it <laughs> they can t- be
2: nice they don't call him tom petty for nothing Oh
1: jeez. <laughs> Tom, we're sorry. No, Tom
2: Tom is Tom often is nice. very nice. Tom is much nicer than he like. Yeah. Lets himself out, makes himself out be. I mean, Tom's but
0: a very Both nice and petty. I yeah. think that that's, that's possible. True. I'm well, very petty. See,
2: he's very petty in the service mm-hmm. of those he loves is the thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like he loves a good subtweet. Um, oh my god! <laughs> like Tom is the queen of the subtweet. Um, Tom is just a queen. <laughs> um. So anyway, this is delightful. We should probably wrap this episode now. <laughs> Sorry, so Tom. I wish
2: you all the best. Tom, just, just, just like in case anybody's listening to this for the first time, Tom is our editor and he's the executive producer of the Upward Network and he's um my boyfriend. So that's why we're. <laughs> So I just cuz he's editing this painstakingly <laughs> as a labor of love.
0: And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. <laughs> I love you, Tom, even if Trevor doesn't. Uh, Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I also believe that Tefer loves you very much. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week we were reading I Wish You All the Best by Mason Deaver. It was great. You should read it.
2: Thanks for listening to Yeah! If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com.
1: Follow us on Twitter at yeahpodcast and individually at tanyamaligx. I'm at Teffer Bear. I'm at the Balesosaurus.
0: If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shout-outs, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash Podcast to donate. Shout out to our patrons, Catherine Resch, Erica Stetchberry, Kat McGuire, Lizzie Tenhove, and Chantal Thomas. We have merch! Hit
2: the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from the fine folks over at TeePublic. Public. I made a joke about get some from the fine folks over at TeePublic last week, and Tom told me that it is the first time anybody has made that joke, and he puts it into every show note, like hoping somebody will make a joke about it. So consider the joke made. If you want to get some, buy some of our merch. That's not a promise. (laughs) Although, you know what? Maybe our merch will look so good that you'll get some. Anyway, so merch.
1: Yep. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend. Special thanks
0: to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com.
2: This episode was produced by me, Tepper Agenian, and edited by Tom Zalat and I as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com.
0: We need to record a new ad for Up for Discussion. What should we tell people? Tell them we're an emotionally honest comedy podcast. Great. What does that mean?
1: It means we're not afraid to get vulnerable, explore the human side of comedy, and try to become better people along the way. And we make poop jokes. So many poop jokes. With tons
0: of awesome guests like Hank Green, Carrie Poppy, and Cecil Baldwin.
1: Yeah, and poop jokes. The Up for Discussion podcast, available on the upward Network and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Hey,
2: hey, uh, uh, oh
1: hi. Um can you wait in it? Oh sh I don't to anymore. Hi, yeah. Um I'm just gonna wash my hands here. Uh I know what you're wondering, what are you doing in my bathroom? Well, uh, this is very easy to explain. Hold on, hold on, let me let me just blow dry my hair here. Uh I'm here to tell you about Lasers on the Ride podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a mix of comedy, uh, interviews, and the existential drama that only real life can bring. Now I'm going to go take a shower. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.